prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro podcast. I am Craig WK, and you can't give it up. What? Go for it, man. I go for broke. I feel like I need to triumph or die. That's true. <laughs> Xander here. Thank Welcome you. to our episode on Street Fighter Alpha Three. Otherwise known as <clears throat> Street Fighter Alpha Three. <laughs> I uh, so otherwise known as Street Fighter Zero Three. Uh huh. It was released on the PlayStation uh, by Capcom on April thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. This fighting game depicts the World Warrior Tournament from Street Fighter Two in more depth, adding new characters to the roster. Yes, a lot of characters. In this game. <laughs> Almost too many characters. I feel like this was the point where like Street Fighter games like really started to just go insane with the amount of characters they had. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was kind of wonderful. Like yeah. having that many characters is is awesome. Um, I so I played a lot of Street Fighter Two when mm-hmm. I was younger. Yeah, and then I just I remember playing Street Fighter Alpha Two. I think mm-hmm. was on Super Nintendo. I think Alpha One was on Super Alpha Nintendo. One. And it had load times. Yes, it did. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm not going to play this anymore. And there was <laughs> there weren't that many characters, and it was weird, so I just never... I kept going to Street Fighter 2, and yeah. I just never bothered with the Alpha series. Because mm-hmm. the biggest disappointment was that they got rid of Guile. Yes, they do. Charlie is in it instead. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing like i was watching uh back when uh tech tv was a thing oh man and they were showing clips of street fighter alpha 3 uh-huh. and guile was there yeah i was like they brought him back i got to get it <laughs> and i i uh was with my mom at like a walmart or something and they had it in the shelf and it was like super cheap i was like i want that game mom so i got it uh-huh and guile wasn't there <laughs> And to this day, I don't know how to unlock them. I'm pretty sure it's in the... Uh, uh, the World Tour mode? Yeah, World Tour Because mode. I played the crap out of that and never saw them. I eventually had to get Tanzik's save data, who also had this game, who unlocked all the extra characters. And that's how I finally got Guile, was by stealing his save data. Oh, yeah! You gave his Because I never data. unlocked it myself. I forgot all about that. I remember you doing that, too. That's mm-hmm. funny. Because it would have probably been done on... Uh, Maybe it was just hanging out. I was going to say maybe it was a Thursday D&D session, but I feel I, like... I got a memory card at school. Oh, this okay. was while we were still in high school. Maybe it was you brought it over like the same day maybe. or something. Because here's the thing. My first experience with this game was you. You yes. coming over and playing it all the time. Yep. You would come over like almost every day after school and we would play Street Fighter Alpha 3. And for the longest time, I would just get my butt kicked. I'd be ragdolled all over the place because you could take it home and play it and it got experience. I would just sit and wait for you. And so it took me the longest time to be any sort of a challenge in Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I, growing up, like, would play Guile and, like, E-Honda and those characters because their, their move inputs were simple. Yeah. I could never figure out quarter circle forwards. I certainly couldn't figure out 360, like, SPD motions. Uh-huh. So I stuck with those. I was like, hold back for two seconds, forward punch. I can do that. Great. Uh-huh. So I was an awful Street Fighter 2 character per player back in the day. Oh, yeah. I didn't even use the special moves from Guile. Yeah. I, I would just use Guile and punch and kick my way to victory so it it wasn't until i got street fighter alpha 3 i was like how do i do these moves and i like once i learned how to do a dragon punch the game changed and i was like this is amazing (laughs) oh yeah that that's the 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 big thing with street fighter is i feel like people who aren't a big fan of street fighter typically it's because they have a hard time with the moves Mm -hmm. as soon as they learn how to do the half circles uh what is it half circle quarter circle you know uh, all the all the like you know typical fireball and uppercut moves that a lot of the characters have once you have that in your repertoire you kind of have the game down yeah because then it's just learning oh how does this does this player do half or quarter circle motions or is it what kind of what kind of motions does this character mm-hmm. have and then you're then you're solid oh yeah absolutely and i mean alpha 3 also added in tons more not on top of tons more characters which we'll list off in a second here uh we also have a uh, ton more moves mm-hmm. you know uh, it, it was just there. There's so much 
expanded isms. in Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, the isms. So I, I have a, a little listing here of uh, how the isms work. A, V, and X isms. A ism, let me see if I, re- if I can recall. Uh-huh. A ism was three levels. Three levels of super combos. Yep. So the more your gauge built, the stronger your super combo would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, X ism was one solid bar, and it was like a set uh, setup of how your of the strength of your your ultra move. Yep. And Vism was uh, custom combos. It was. Yep. You're absolutely right. The only thing to add is that Xism didn't allow for air blocking, mm-hmm. but it had more powerful special moves because it was just the one bar. And uh, Vism is for maniacs. And uh, I I can't I can't Vism is for people who who understand combos and are very good at them. So not me. Right. Not me either. <laughs> There's a reason I play Zangief. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I, I typically used Aism, but in hindsight, honestly, maybe I should have been using Xism because I usually just waited until the bar was full anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but uh, there was a ton of... Uh, well, let's let's go through the cast, actually, real quick. So I have the list here. We have Adon, Akuma, otherwise known as Goki, Balrog, Birdie, Blanca... Balrog, also known as Vega. Well, we're getting to his <laughs> other name in a second, so cut me some slack. So we have uh, Blanca, Cami, Charlie, Chun-Li, Cody, Delzim, Dan, DJ, E-Honda, Evil Ryu, Feilong, Gen, Guile, Guy, Julie, Juni, Karen, Ken, M. Bison, Armika, Rolento, Rose, Ryu, Sagat, Sakura, Shinakuma, otherwise known as Shingoki, Saddam, T-Hawk, Vega, Yun, and Zengief. Mm-hmm. It is a ridiculous cast, and technically... Did you say Yun? Was Yun unlockable? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yun was uh, uh, not in this version. He was in Street Fighter Alpha 3 in, I think, the Saturn version or something? Yeah, probably, or like the PSP version. Or the Dreamcast version. Yeah. Yun was in the game, but not the PlayStation version. My apologies, I added him to the list by mistake. No problem. Uh, but uh, on top of that, though, you had all these different modes. So you had the arcade mode, yep. of course. You had verse mode, all right. Right. Uh, you had the, what was it, the world... World tour. World tour mode. And Which then, was like a pseudo-story mode. I want to dive into that a little bit more in a second, but there was also the dramatic battles. Yes. Which was you and a friend sharing a health bar fighting one enemy. Yes. Which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was also kind of dumb. But a it little, was, yeah. But it was, it was kind of cool. You're not wrong. We typically did verse mode with each other, mm-hmm. uh, so we didn't do too many dramatic battles, but I remember fighting a few of them. But uh, the world tour mode is really interesting to me. Because it, it was essentially like a, like almost like side quests and missions you could do, right? Yeah. And you like leveled up. Yeah, you could make like a really beefed up character in this mode. You could like give them different abilities like Air Guard. And you can give them like, you know, these different like combo powers and mm-hmm. stuff. It was really interesting. I, uh, I it always, was long. Yeah, there was a ton to it. I remember renting it once because you had been playing your copy a ton. And I was like, well, I kind of want to play World Tour mode myself. Right. And I got like nowhere near the end by the time I had to turn this game back in. Yeah. It's so um, Evil Ryu, Guile, and, and Shin Goki slash Shin. We called them Goki for so long. It's weird to call them Akuma. It, it really is. We uh, Xander we're and I. like <laughs> sort of. Yeah, we're sort of pretentious. <laughs> like, we don't know as much as we should to, like, really call ourselves, like, super nerds. But we know enough that we're, like, we're going to pretend like we're cooler than you. While, like, I always refer to Rockman and, like, Mega Man characters by Rockman and their Japanese names. Like, but I'm not deep enough to care about everything else. Like, <laughs> I, I, well, you know what they say. A smattering of knowledge leaves one wallowing in greater ignorance. There you go. <laughs> That's um, basically us to a T. So, yeah, once we found out that Akuma's name in Japan was Goki, we're like, that sounds way sweeter. So we always called him Goki and Shingoki. Akuma's a cool-sounding name, but the thing is, is all it really translates into is, like, evil man in Japanese. And so it's like, well, that's not even a name. It's just, like, a title. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Goki and then uh, Ryu and Ken's master was Goken. Yeah. And Goki killed uh, Goken's master, Goketz. Yep. Uh, well, both their master go cats, and so like there's like there's a naming scheme going on there, and so you know, yeah, it was it was just it made more sense. Yeah. I uh, but I, uh, Xander, I did want to ask you what if you had to choose a, a grouping of characters that you use the most, like who who are your go to characters? Um, for the longest time, I exclusively stuck to Shingoki. I because I remember fighting you as Ryu, and then eventually Evil Ryu a bunch. Yeah, which is dumb because Shingoki like. 
he was powerful, but he took damage well, like crazy. Like I realistically should have played just regular Goki, but I like that Shingoki had like the double fire air fireball yeah. and like all those dumb things. Oh yeah, and we yeah. were so inexperienced with the game that it didn't matter that I was like, yeah, we didn't even probably notice that you were taking that much more damage. Yeah, that well, at least not noticing that much. Yeah, and if anything, it worked as kind of like a pseudo handicap because I picked up the game a little bit faster than you did. Well, yeah, you so also you owned it and could practice. Right. It. I basically just played when yeah, you so came that over. Extra damage that you dealt to me, like balanced out, and it yeah. felt like even matches. It, it did. Like I, I feel like maybe not the first few times we played, but I feel like eventually I started getting a little better, and hopefully by the end I was actually a decent enough challenge. For oh yeah, you. no, it was, it was hours. I mean, most of it was load times, but hours <laughs> of oh, playing this game. There was so much loading because between every match there would be load time. Yep, and you'd have like random like character art to uh-huh. look at for a while, and then the match started. Oops. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was crazy the amount of load time. And in fact, I remember having long discussions with you about whether I should try to find the Dreamcast version because mm-hmm. we found out there was not load times in that. And so it was like, well, you know, Craig, you got a Dreamcast, right? Like, maybe you should buy that. And I was like, man, yeah. maybe I should. I don't know. I mean, I remember playing Capcom vs. SNK 2 on your Dreamcast a lot. Yeah, I imported that I don't remember. I don't know that I could have made the switch from a PlayStation controller to... Like to Dreamcast, it it wouldn't have been too hard, I don't think, because I mean, you know, it, it had a similar button layout. It was just the controller itself was a little yeah, different, a little so, wonky. You know, I, I feel like you eventually would have. Yeah, would have gotten I, it. I made do in CVS too, but yeah, yeah. I uh, but no, the the game did have a bunch of ports because you had the mm-hmm. arcade version, yep. PlayStation, Saturn, Dreamcast. There's a GBA version, the Game Boy Advance. Yes, there is. PS2, PSP, PlayStation Network is downloadable, and then finally it's now on the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, there actually is a way to play it now, Now, you know, on the yeah. PS4, I think the Xbox One, and the Switch. Yeah. Yep, uh, all, all systems now have it. Yeah, so the, it's the very sad, accessible. The sad thing is, is uh, that they're all arcade ports. Not the PlayStation so version. So none of them, with the exception of, I think, maybe the PSP, and maybe Game Boy Advance, none of them have World Tour mode. I don't think they do. And maybe even those don't. Yeah. Which is really weird because the World Tour mode was super interesting and it added a ton of replay value. Yes. To me, it makes it worth it to throw that in if for no other reason than your fans are going to be playing that lo- your game longer instead of jumping to another game. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. It, it, it seems like a no-brainer, but it is weird that they don't include that because I'll be honest, I kind of had buyer's remorse when I found out that Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition did not have the world tour mode in yeah. Street Fighter Alpha 3. I mean, it's I, nice that there's probably not as much load time, but yeah. it's still frustrating. I remember we were at your house late one night when we found out that Street Fighter Alpha 3 was on the uh, the Street Fighter anthology, or Alpha Anthology disc for PS2, uh-huh. and I went out to Meyer that night and bought it and came back to your house. We're like, yes, world tour mode. Yes, saving your character and selecting like your, but uh-huh. it was like, oh, this is the arcade version. I guess the load times are decreased, but this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, remember that? That was so disappointing. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I I, just, I have so many fond memories of Street Fighter Alpha 3 compared to, I would say, almost every fighting game aside from the Smash Brothers series. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, you and I and all our group of friends have played that just so much. Yeah. And you have more people playing at once, which is, which is a ton of fun. But, uh, I mean, I remember you, me... Uh, Sean the Arcade Phantom from Noiseland Arcade. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Tans, who we've talked about uh, uh, quite a few times previously on uh, uh, The Legend of Retro. A good buddy of ours who's the, the king of Smash Brothers in our group. Right. Uh, but yeah, I remember tons of times just us hanging out and like swapping the controller around, playing characters. See, and maybe this makes me a bad friend. I remember do- us doing that more with Capcom vs. SNK 2 than... No, that's true. Alpha like, 3. I feel like we... But we- Alpha 3, I remember distinctly as like... You and I, maybe, many sleepovers. Wow. Like maybe it was just you and I playing Alpha Three, and that's 3. where we cut our teeth, and then we jumped over to CVS Two. Like Tanzik had Street Fighter Alpha Three, which is how we got Guile. But I don't think there was ever a time where we would just like sit and play for hours. I think you might be right. I think I might be mixing that up with Capcom versus SNK Two. Us, the four of us, all training around controllers, and then other people even jumping in. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Alpha Three was just a you and me thing. Yeah. It was only out for us, yep. which is adorable. And other people were allowed to play it, sure, but it, that was us. That was, it was our, our game. Yeah, it was our <laughs> game. Uh, oh, I, what what characters uh, did you play oh, the yeah. most of? I, I, uh, I don't think we got a full answer. Yeah, so uh, Shingoki, yeah. Um, 
Ken. Ken, that's right. You played him a bunch. Uh, pretty much any of the Shoto characters. So Ryu, Ken. Sakura to a degree, I think, eh, even. Less, Although, less, yeah, less so. Less so. But you also played Ryu less than even Ken. Yeah. Um, Guile slash Nash slash Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it, Charlie's name is another weird one. It's in, Charlie Nash, and then like in Street Fighter V, he's known as Nash. But the, it's just like one I of those weird it, translation things where he's known as Nash elsewhere, but known as Charlie in America for some reason. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be crazy here, but I think his full name is Charlie, Charlie Nash. Nash. Yeah. And so in Japan, you know, you go by their last name. Right. It's like, you know, but to, like if, if you're going first and last name, the last name comes first. So I would presume they're just calling him Nash because of that. Well, which is weird because Guile is William F. Guile. Why didn't we start calling him William? I, when they brought it over, they probably were like, well, do we want a guy named William or a guy named Guile? And they were probably like, Guile sounds cooler. Maybe. That or there was less translating to deal uh, who with. Knows. But then at that point, why did they change his name to Charlie? Why didn't they just leave it Nash? Right. I, I don't know. It's all kinds of tricky. It, it is. They, they, for some reason, they just love changing Street Fighter character names for no reason. Well, not no reason, but... <laughs> okay, for dumb reasons. <laughs> for dumb reasons, yes. There we go, for dumb reasons. Um, while we're talking about that, for, for those who have not heard me rant about these things on other episodes of uh, Legend of Retro, mm -hmm. you have the, the infamous three name changes, which are uh, Balrog, Vega, and uh, M. Bison. Yep. So in America, they're known, you have the boxer who's M. Bison, or boxer who's Balrog, the matador who is um, Vega. Vega, and then the main villain dictator who is M. Bison. Originally in Japan, it's all sorts of goofy switched up where you have the boxer is M. Bison, obviously named after Mike Tyson. Had to change that. Uh, Vega, who we know as Vega, is Balrog. Mm -hmm. So the, the claw slash uh, matador matador is, is uh, Balrog in Japan. Mm -hmm. And then the main villain is Vega. Which is a way cooler name. Yes, but it doesn't sound as menacing to Americans as it does to Japanese. So then when they had to switch things around, they're like, well, M. Bison sounds like a much more menacing name than Vega, so we'll switch that there. It's, that seems so weird to me, because to me, M. Bison is just a dude's name. Yeah. Like, Vega sounds like like a villain's name. Yeah, and I guess Vega just sounded better for, for uh, the claw, so they moved Balrog to Boxer. But well, all they really had to do was change Balrog and M. Bison That's around. That's really all they had to do. That is. And then they decided to just, well, like, oh, well, let's just change this character's name, too, for I, a stupid reason. Yeah, I think it's it's realistically, like, I can't imagine a world where we would call Boxer Vega. I guess it would make sense because he, he his stage takes place in Vegas. <laughs> well, yeah, that actually like kind of fits. That kind of fits. But I, I feel like they could have just left Vega the Dictator alone and just taken M. Bison and Balrog, swapped their names around, just the two, and that's all they needed to do. They didn't need to get the villain or the yeah, main villain I guess involved. maybe I have a hard time imagining Claw as M. Bison as well just because of the, well, that does, the translation. It, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. For, like If the guy with the Claw from Spain was like, my name is M. Bison. Yeah. What, why? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it. But then at that point, why didn't they just change the boxer's name from M. Bison to just Bison? Or Mike. Or Mike. Well, maybe they didn't want to just be yeah, a Mike. Yeah, I guess that's... But yeah, that's... Supposedly, Mike Tyson never heard about M. Bison and never knew that that was a thing until recently. Uh, well, I suppose if, if the boxer, though was named M. Bison, maybe then he would have noticed. Like, maybe his lawyers would have been a little bit more apt to hear about it. More fans would have yeah. talked about it. I don't know. But uh, but who knows for sure. I mean, But that's strange because in the very first Street Fighter that, that was translated and brought to America, you fight a an African-American dude who's like a bare-knuckle boxer, boxer whose name is Mike. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. <laughs> So if you know. so for those of you who are not like fighting game aficionados or street fighter aficionados I should say uh -huh. if you hear me refer the, to them as boxer claw and dictator that's yeah. it's easier than trying to say those characters who knows who's going to get mixed up on those names I, I know that I typically try to name them the way they are in like the original version because yeah. I feel like that's more true to the original design and stuff but but once again it's also me being a little pretentious about yeah. it. So, I mean, you know. To me, it's whoever. It, I know my audience. If I'm talking to you, I know I can say Vega, and you know I'm talking about <laughs> Dictator. Exactly. But if I'm talking to people who are, like, deeper into to fighting games, then they'll, like, I can say Dictator, and they know who I'm talking about regardless. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, now, the, the characters I played are actually kind of similar to yours. Uh, I did Ryu, Evil Ryu, 
Guile and Charlie, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, Sakura, I actually was okay with. And uh, the, the other character that I rather enjoyed was Sagat. Yeah. I got pretty decent with Sagat. In fact, by Street Fighter Four, I actually feel like I was pretty good with Sagat. Mm-hmm. I always respected, uh, like, I, I've tried to play Cody for a while, but I was oh, never yeah. very good with Cody. Um, and I respected the heck out of anybody who could do, like, Tanzik played Vega, and I was like, like so claw <laughs> right right and i was like man how you are really good with him and like you know well, you eventually got good with yeah him. you know you eventually picked him up but in that game yeah we, it was i feel like it was pretty tough yeah karen and armika were characters that i'm like man if you can play those that's that's impressive like those are really cool characters uh-huh. and i didn't pick up zangief until street fighter 4 Oh, that's right. You didn't. You didn't really play uh, Zangief. And then I went hard on Street Fighter 4 with Zangief. <laughs> yes, that was like my only that. dude. Oh, man. So uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is the amount of technically crossover in this game. Yeah. So one of the big things with Street Fighter Alpha uh, series, yes, but so Street Fighter Alpha 3 in particular, is this expanded roster. But they're not just all original characters. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of them are from Final Fight. Yep. So, in the list, we have uh, quite a few characters that are from Final you Fight. Have Cody, you have Guy, you have Sodom. Uh-huh. Or Saddam, however you want to pronounce his name. Rolento. Rolento, yep. Uh, you have, uh, uh, let's see, who else is there? Is that about it? Cody, I, we mentioned. Yeah, I think that's it from, because Karen was original, Sakura was original. Was Birdie original, or was he from? Birdie's original. Birdie's original, okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, you have, like, what, four characters? Yeah. You know, and and technically, I think the one of the other versions had another Final Fight character. Oh no, maybe I'm thinking of Eagle from the first Street Fighter. Yeah, you're thinking of. Eagle. Okay, yeah, never mind then. And that was CBS too. I think he's in a later version of like the PSP version. Oh yeah, he might be. I think he's in the PSP version of uh, Street Fighter Alpha Three, uh, just because they kept adding like one additional character for every version of that yeah. game after the PlayStation. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's really interesting that you have final fight characters, and yeah. also Cody was in jail, <laughs> and so he's in like the black and white. Uh, yeah, Cody's uh, got an interesting kind of uh, transition. So he goes from being the hero of of, of uh, final fight uh-huh. to being incarcerated and like a jailbird uh-huh. uh, to mayor of Metro City in Street Fighter V. When they introduced him in Street Fighter V, he's come he's a he's now the mayor of Metro City. He took over for Hagar. Isn't Street Fighter V take place after two? So yeah, that's a weird so Street Fighter Alpha is is called Alpha because it's supposed to be the beginning of the Street Fighter series. Yeah. So you have Street Fighter Alpha and then you have I think Street Fighter One, maybe? Well I thought I Alpha know. basically took the place of two. I I'll look it up. I can't I never remember. <laughs> But yeah, it is weird to think that Cody is like apparently in five he's the mayor. So he goes from being incarcerated, like so so he wandered Metro City and beat up the Mad Gear gang, got thrown in jail somehow, and yeah. then he uh, gets out and he becomes mayor. So it goes Street Fighter, uh-huh. Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, Street Fighter 3. Weird that 3 is way at the end of the list. Yeah. Huh. And 3 also I mean, Street 3 obviously came out after 2. Yeah. Um, but after Alpha, I think? I want to say... Alpha was 95. Uh, Street Fighter 3 was 97. Okay. So the Alpha series technically came... But Street Fighter 3 also took... Um, it was mostly an all-original cast, but it also took a uh, Final Fight character. Oh, Hugo. Hugo, yeah. That's right. It's funny that Capcom just basically when they're doing Street Fighter games, they're just like, we need to fill out the roster. What are we going to do? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, have you played Final Fight recently? No. Well, uh, play it and see who you want to add. Yeah, it's interesting. Street Fighter Five now has a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, they do. So, I, I, I remember uh, there's a, uh, one of the main characters, a girl in Final Fight Three. I think has just yep. been recently Lucia, added. Lucia is now in Street Fighter Five. Um Cody is now in Street Fighter V. Uh, Poison, who was Hugo's side <laughs> lady, is in there. He was uh, a, his like attendant or yeah, like his boss, his promoter. Yeah, promoter. That's right. And then uh, Abigail, huh? Who was just like a random boss or like big bad in or like one of the bigger enemies in oh, yeah. Final Fight. That's is right. Now, like this gigantic like bumbling character. <laughs> it's so weird. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's. 
it's weird that they're like, yeah, we should always just pull from Final Fight. And it's cool that it's all like a mixed world. Like it's sure, great sure. To, to see that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, why don't we just do like a big crossover game, guys? Why don't we just have Capcom versus and it's just all Capcom characters? Oh, God, another Capcom versus SNK. Uh, not SNK God, game. Capcom versus SNK 3 would make my entire life. It would. Capcom versus SNK 2, I claim, but is it would the best to, fighting game ever. It would, yeah, it would have to be CVS 2 style. Like I would, oh, yeah. if they tried to make it anything like. Street Fighter cross Tekken, nah, no thanks. Yeah, no, not I at all. I need to have the different modes or the grooves. I need that ratio all that, matches. Yes, I need all of that back. Oh god, it was just so with good. an expanded ride. That's all I want. Capcom and SNK, please listen <laughs> right? to me, please. Oh, this is turning into more just general fighting games, but it kind of is. Yeah, back to Street Fighter Alpha Three. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Xander, here's a question for you: What is uh, uh, one of your or some of your uh, favorite special moves? Super combos. Uh, I mean, Street Fighter Alpha 3 was the game where I learned to do the Raging Demon or the Shungokusatsu, if you will. So I, I will. always love that. L- uh, what is that? Um, low punch, low, low pu- punch. Uh, low punch, low punch, forward, left, a uh, low kick, high punch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think you're so right. Yeah. LP, LP, forward, LK, HP. Yep. And yeah, it's great because you like dive across the battlefield, grab your enemy, everything goes black, and then mm-hmm. if you defeat them with that attack, they fall to the ground, and the uh, the ten yes, shows up, he- which is uh, the kanji for heaven. Yep. Yeah, uh, appears in the background, and and Goki's just standing there with his back to you, like shoos. <laughs> Love it. Love it so, so much. Good. I'm uh, before you give another one. I'm pretty partial to the uh, uh, the Shin Show Ryukin mm-hmm. reuse uppercut, which is just like I don't know why it shouldn't be that cool, but it's just like it's just that like Ryu hits you in the face, hits you in the face, and then he keeps hitting you in the face over and over again. I thought it was a stomach and then face and then face. Regardless, it's gotta could, hurt. Yeah, either way, yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be painful. Yeah, um, I mean, final Atomic Buster Zangief, just the the uh suplex into oh, another suplex God, yeah. into a spinning pile driver like it's ridiculous that's that's crazy i uh, the i mean there's always like the the uh what is it the shinku hadoken mm-hmm. the super crazy hadoken attack like yeah. you know there's other cool things like that i was also a pretty big fan of uh it got edited in the american version so it was just like uh, I think Tiger Destroyer, Tiger Genocide. But yeah, in Japan, his fi- uh, Sagat's final technique is called the Tiger Genocide, mm-hmm. which is just so insanely rotten sounding. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically uh, what well, is that the one where he does the two knees and then the uppercut? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, like seven foot tall, eight foot tall Sagat diving into your like mm-hmm. abdomen, and then again, and then when you're like, wow, it can't get any worse than this, and then he uppercuts you. Yep. That's pretty bad. Any other special moves jump out to you? Uh, the only one that I, that jumps out is the uh, one that you can't actually do. It's only played by the computer, which is uh, Bison slash Vegas slash Dictator's oh, full God. screen Psycho Crusher. God, that move was so annoying. You could not block it. Yeah. Or when you, you could, you but could. you would still take huge chip damage. Yeah, you would take like a quarter of your health in, in damage, like just blocking this yeah. thing. If you didn't block it, you were dead. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That uh, that stage where you fight him, where it's just like a dark sky and the windy grass blowing, it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that phrase is etched into my brain, us trying to beat him over and over and over yes. again. Um, the... Uh, the design for him in that game is so rad. He's huge. Yeah. He's jacked. Yeah. The idea. So the idea be- behind like Bison's timeline and why he always changes form is that his psycho power just deteriorates the body and he's trying to find a new body to get into. Yeah. He's like looking for clones and stuff yeah. always. So that's why in Alpha he's like huge and ripped and like scary looking. And then he's like tiny and then you know yeah his form is always his hair is gray and his body's deteriorating but like it's so like that just like bulky scary bison is my favorite he even has a projectile he does he's rotten in that game it's Mm -hmm. so hard to fight him i just unlocked in street fighter 5 they made his alpha costume a thing really so he's got the long flowing cape and he's you know his hair's not graying anymore he just he looks awesome that's great that's really cool uh, now, speaking uh, uh, of sort of alpha references in, in other games, uh, I had played with a buddy uh, maybe about a month or so ago, uh, Tekken 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tekken 3? 5? Five? 5. The newest one. 7. 7! 
Whatever. <laughs> you can tell I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah, Goki's in that. Yeah, he is. And uh, it was funny. He was like showing me like moves. He's like, all right, let's play. And I like my health was super low. I wasn't doing that good because I'm not very good at Tekken. And I was just like, you know. I, I don't know. Let's see if he's got it. Oh, yeah, he and does. And I do the Shunkokusatsu, and he flies across the screen, and our buddy's like, what the heck did you just do? And I grabbed him <laughs> and defeated him. I was like, yes. I threw the controller across the room, and I was like, I retire as the undisputed champion of Tekken 7. I was like, Tekken 5, and he was like, 7. I was like, whatever. I'm the best. And I never played it again. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I, I I distinctly remember the the combo for mm-hmm. Shungoku Satsu because Evil Ryu had one. Yep, he sure did. I, uh, but I uh, uh, Xander, before we uh, start diving into like music here, uh, what other uh, kind of thoughts did you have on on Street Fighter uh, Alpha Three? I mean, the only thing I can think of is it's the game that reignited my passion for fighting games. Mm-hmm. So what drew me back in? It's what drew us closer as, as like competitive gamers and like sure. you know Smash Brothers, sure, but like. This one, I feel like something about it was special. Oh, absolutely! It, it's it's fun because like some games, I just I have that one game with the one friend, mm-hmm. and for me and you, it's Street Fighter Alpha Three. That yep. is like our game together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's crazy to to you know to to think that like this was. Are, like you know, some people have a song together. Yeah. Some couples have a song. We have a game together, and yes, it's Street do. Fighter Alpha Three. And our very first uh, rhythm of retro, we paid homage to that by playing a song from that, based on our time of playing Street Fighter Alpha Three. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Craig Hart Xander or yep. Xander Hart's Craig, whatever yep. the episode was Whichever, called. Yeah, whatever way it went. It, it both works both ways. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, Xander, let's go ahead and uh, hear a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll go ahead and dive into the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom so this game has a team of composers that you're going to tell us all about right now. Go. So we have a ridiculous team. We have Takayuki Iwai, Yuki Iwai, Isao Abe, Hideki Okugawa, and Tetsuya Shibata. Now, let's go ahead and dive in because the, the, the... Let's do it. Yeah. So all of these guys have worked for Capcom for a while, all these people. So first up, we have Takayuki Iwai, who worked on Dungeons and Dragons, The Tower of Doom. Darkstalkers, The Night Warriors, X-Men, Children of the Atom, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. You know, pretty solid lineup there. Mm-hmm. Yuki Iwai worked on Gargoyles Quest 2, Final Fight 2, Goof Troop, Aladdin for Super Nintendo, Mega Man X, and X-Men vs. Street Fighter. You know, another solid lineup. Right. Isao Abe worked on Street Fighter 2, Knights of the Round, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs... And Quiz and Dragons. Quiz and Dragons? <laughs> That's right, which is a game that you love to play in the oh, arcade. I do. And they also worked on The Punisher. Uh, None of that matters, Quiz and Dragons. <laughs> I figured that's what you would be excited about. Hideki Okugawa worked on Alien vs. Predator, Mega Man the Power Battle and Mega Man the Power Fighters, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, Onimusha 2 and 3, and Dead Rising. Hmm. Tetsuya Shibata worked on uh, Power Stone 1 and 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Devil May Cry 2, 3, and 4, Resident Evil Outbreak, as well as Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy 15, and the one that caught me off guard the most, Transformers Devastation. You have uh, our buddy here, uh, Tetsuya Shibata, teamed up with Vince DiCola. Hmm. To work on the That's devastation. Yeah, right? I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I mean, it, it should be noted that it's also a person who went on to a, do a Final Fantasy game, which is kind of crazy. Right. But uh, yeah, it is It is a super solid lineup of composers who worked on amazing games, and it all comes out okay. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not as good as the original Street Fighter II soundtrack. Yeah, there's uh, not a whole lot that stands out. 
it's, it's not like the music's bad. No. It's just not as uh, iconic as Street Fighter 2 stuff. Right, was. right. And and maybe it's because we grew up with Street Fighter 2's music and it like became the themes that continued on in most of their games. I But I, I mean, mean the composers on Street Fighter 2 were were phenomenal, so yeah. you know. I one of the guys on this team did Street Fighter 2's music. Uh cuz it was uh uh Yoko Shimomura and uh Isao Abe, right? Sounds about right. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but yeah, the the thing with with the music for Street Fighter Alpha Three is it all sounds alike, very similar. Which with a, such a large team should be kind of commendable, but it kind of boils down to the music not being very easy to differentiate. Yeah, which is really weird because it's a giant team of great yeah. composers. You would think, yeah, you would think each theme would be more distinct, but it's all got this. It's got a same, like the drum sound is. You can tell they used a drum machine because the yeah. the drum hits are all exactly the same. Uh huh. And so it's yeah, it just doesn't stick out as much. There are certain songs that we, obviously we're going to talk about four songs here, mm-hmm. but you'll you'll even notice listening to them. It's like oh, this all kind of sounds a little bit the same. They all almost. Almost all of them start with a at the beginning and then yeah. the, So anyway, up first we have Don't Blink or Nobody Blink, sorry. Don't Blink is a country song. Nobody Blink, uh, which is uh, the opening title theme for Street Fighter Alpha 3. simple mm-hmm. but pretty good yeah not bad and it's something that i remember because of how often we started yeah. the game up and listened to it because we didn't want to jump immediately into a load screen <laughs> i also remember the cue sound audio at the beginning that like just so it's almost like the capcom like yeah yeah so every time i hear i see cue sound audio or i think of that little jingle that they had <laughs> um up next is we have the theme of sakura called breeze mm-hmm. That I just closed out the tab for. So, LOL, not so much. <laughs> While we pull that up, we'll listen to Groan, the theme of Shingoki. menacing it absolutely is it, and and this is a theme we listen to a bunch because you know typically you played a lot of shingoki right uh, shinakuma however you want to look at it but uh yeah not super memorable but it sounds like a good fight theme like i wouldn't ne- i would never assume that this was his theme yeah th- i think that's i think you're absolutely right it, it it strikes me as it's good battle music but it's not necessarily like oh that really makes me think of shingoki as a character or something yeah uh on the flip side, though, we have Breeze, which is Sakura's theme, which I'm not going to close out by accident this time, <laughs> which I think there are elements of this that do get carried over into other games, and it sounds more like her theme. So it kind of stands out a little bit more. This would have been her first game, too, right? Uh, no, I believe she was introduced in the original Street Fighter Alpha. Oh, that's what I mean, though. I'm sorry. So the Alpha yeah. series is the where Alpha she The Alpha series began. is the introduction yeah. of, of, of uh, Sakura and Karen and mm-hmm. a bunch of other characters. But uh, here is Breeze, Sakura's theme.
Yeah, so with Sakura's theme, it, it does feel a little bit more like her as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it almost reminds me of like the music from Breath of Fire 3. That kind of jazzier, you know, uh, sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to, to put, but it, it it's has old. a high school girl feel to it. It kind of does. You're not wrong. It's kind of bubbly. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I do. I like that theme quite a bit. Uh, but uh, but what do we have uh, next, Xander? The last theme we're going to be taking a listen to is The Road, which is the theme of uh, regular Ryu. Not evil Ryu, just regular old mm-hmm. Ryu. feel like I've heard this song more than anything else because it would usually play the theme of whoever was the second player and, and so, it was almost so, always me yeah <laughs> yeah we we listen to reuse theme a lot so this uh this reminds me specifically of the the cave stage for Shingoki yeah yeah it really does which if you told me that was the theme of that cave I wouldn't have been surprised but because it, yeah yeah but knowing that they made it based off of players selected yeah it makes sense that it's Ryu yeah, it's it's funny because like it, to me, I think, oh, that's Ryu's theme, but I don't know that if I listened to that without having played the game before, I'd be like, oh wow, that is totally a Ryu theme. Yeah. I feel like I'd be like, oh, that's a cool random battle theme. Yeah, you know, it's almost like a, it's like for cutscenes almost because they had mm-hmm. like in World Tour they would like pop up and they would say something and like yeah, that makes sense for a real quick thing, but that doesn't seem like that character's theme. Yeah, but I mean, we're also dealing with the fact that like. I mean, imagine if, like, you're playing a Mario game, and Mario jumps out, and you're like, they're going to play the Mario theme as he talks, and they started playing it like... <laughs> you'd be like, what? I mean, I'm not saying I hate the music, but this is not his theme. Right. You know, like, all these characters have established themes, so it's really interesting to me that they went in a different direction. You know, I, I maybe it was, like, the licensing. They didn't want to pay out the money to, like, Yoko Shimomura or something. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it was, like, to themselves. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's, like, I feel like they probably do own the rights of their own yeah. music, you know? So, yeah, it's weird that they didn't just use their own themes that they uh, had. Another uh. thought I had is it's surprising that one of those guys in that team of composers for this game didn't mm-hmm. also work on Advance Wars because Ryu's theme sounds very much like an Advance Wars theme. <laughs> You're not wrong. It really does. It, it really, really does now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. It's almost like they just ripped the music from Street <laughs> Fighter Alpha series into that. Just kidding. I pulled up Advance Wars, and that's what we've been listening to. Ah, joke's oh, on gotcha you. Gotcha good. <laughs> gotcha good. Uh, any parting thoughts on Street Fighter Alpha 3 before we head into our retro relapse? I, I'm i not going to say that it's the best Street Fighter game. No, I don't not think by I can, a long yeah, I don't think I can actually make that claim, but I will say that it is my favorite Street Fighter game. It is... You know, it's not Street Fighter vs. Capcom 2, or Capcom vs. K2, which is, I think, one of the best fighting games ever, and probably one of my, you know, favorites. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, this is absolutely my favorite Street Fighter game of all time. That's fair. I, I love this game to death. I, uh... I also really liked 4, though. <laughs> 4 I had a lot of fun with. We played that one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed 4 greatly. Street Fighter 4 is me and, more me and Sean kind of game, but Alpha 3 is, is you and me. Which we've said a million times this episode. You treacherous swine. <laughs> Two time and son of a... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, run over and take a look at... Uh, what's that? A retro relapse? Cheater. What's that? A retro relapse? Cheater. Uh, retro relapse. Cheater. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Speaking of rotten friends, the glitch made us play. What is this called? Charm Girls Club Pajama Party? Is that right? 
Trash. I mean, did I get the, the title right at least? Mm-hmm. Charm yeah. Girls Club Pajama Party. Yep. This game is so bad that it doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Trash. Uh, it's by uh, Pipework Studio, um, which I think... Uh, yeah, Pipework Studios, which doesn't... Like, they list their games that they've made, and uh, they've made other things such as uh, Boogie, which was like a really popular game. It was like a dancing, like singing game. For the Trash. PlayStation 2 and the Wii. Uh, so what's uh, what else we have here? Uh, Rampage, Total Destruction, Prince of Persia Revelations, Godzilla Save the Earth, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee, Merv Griffin's Crosswords, and uh, yeah, like Monopoly, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, Zumba Fitness. Yeah, you know, eventually they worked on the uh, Devil May Cry HD collection. But uh, yeah, Capcom let them get the reins to the HD collection. I guess of Devil May Cry. They (laughs) looked at this list. They were like, "Slumber Party Pajama." Yeah, no, these guys are probably okay, right? I mean, they also worked on Merv Griffin's Crosswords. The only reason that I'm not saying that this entire company is garbage is that I don't remember if those are any good Godzilla games. There are some Godzilla games that I enjoyed. Who knows? I will say most Godzilla games are not very good. They usually don't do a very good job. But uh, yeah, so Charm Girls Club Pajama Party was, was released in garbage. 2009 for the Wii, and it's kind of like Mario Party. You pick a girl, and you pick a charm. Wait, when did it come out? 2009. So so Glitch just, just barely, barely made the cutoff. Yes. God, Glitch. Yeah. It doesn't say when in 2009. It just says 2009. I'm sure that nobody cares enough to remember the day. This, uh, and I, it doesn't look like there were any other Charm Girls Club games. Maybe there were, or maybe there was going to be, and this one was just awful. But uh, it had a Wii remote party games like Mm -hmm. Pillow Fight. Uh Uh-huh. Where you like aimed and threw pillows. Yeah. I think there was a dance. I honestly don't remember. I tried to block this out of my memory. And in fact, when you told me, hey, the retro relapse for today is Charm Girls Club, I said, what? <laughs> Do I need to play that now? Because I don't think I've ever played that. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I looked back, you know, because I was like, man, I, I don't remember much about this game. And so I, I looked through the, the archive footage mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's, it's a video of me wishing for death. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I mean that quite literally. Like, I, I was just ready to die. What uh, what did you like more, Charm Girls Club Pajama Party or Spice World? Or whatever that game was. Oh. That, that's, like, that's like asking me what kind of, like, color rope for my noose. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't, I can't even begin to imagine. They were both god-awful. They were both terrible. I, I would say that at least the Spice World game did not have motion controls. Right. The motion controls were really bad. Yeah, and it didn't help that it was like three large dudes trying to play this on a very, like, I mean, not a small screen, but we're huddled in a, in a small area. Sure, sure. Trying to play this game, and there's just other things that are reflecting leather uh-huh. lights, and so it was hard for us to really get good aim. Yeah. We probably really would have enjoyed this. No, nah, no, we probably No, it was nah. not. Uh, I will give it a two out of eight on the 8 bit scale. It That's- tried. There's a there was a, a a fair amount of games to play. It, I remember having a little bit of a competitive like drive to beat Chops, mm-hmm. but uh, that's it. It wasn't memorable. the The company that made this game clearly went on to do things that are you know more important. Things like the the Devil May Cry HD collection, some Godzilla games. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had their hands in things that that you know were were I, I would say fairly culturally important. You mm-hmm. know, and and that that does mean something. To some people, not to me. Your game is garbage. Your company should be just terminated. One out of eight. You people are monsters. I hate all of you. Charm Girls Club Pajama Party is the type of game that Sean and I w- would lovingly refer to at uh, when we worked at Circuit City as shovelware. Oh, yeah. I can absolutely see that. It is certainly the definition of shovelware. Crapped out with rotten controls and and to appeal to like young preteen girls mm-hmm. or or the mothers of preteen girls who don't know what to get their daughters yeah because they clearly don't love their daughters or else if they would they would get a better game yeah this uh 
and these type of titles plagued the the Wii and the DS when it came when it came out. I have bad news for any listener who received this as a gift. Your parents didn't actually like you. Your parents don't love you. Didn't care enough about you to find what game would be good. They don't love you. They probably still don't. That's that's horribly sad. Yep. I'm so sorry, sorry that you it. had to hear it from me. And because of how sad that news is, I'm also going to take it down to a one. One out of eight. <laughs> Just too many sad households. Far too many sad households. Let's uh, let's stop talking about sad things and start talking about good things. I would be delighted. We have our character theme bracket. Yeah, so we and have uh, some kind of cool themes going up today. I feel like this one's going to be another landslide, although I don't feel like it should be. I'll I'll say this: you're you're probably right. It will probably be a landslide because it's one very well known song versus one that's kind of obscure, but. I dig it. I, yeah. I really dig both the songs. Uh, both the songs I, I really enjoy. So so what do we have first? So up first is the theme of Magician, which is the final boss of the House of the Dead series. I I mean, Arcade Phantom and I will have to do an episode on House of the Dead because of how much we played this game. I, I even played it a few times with you guys, and I remember you guys just like knowing where every single thing was. It, it was crazy. And uh, the Magician's theme is kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, Who did the uh, the music for this game, by the way, uh, Xander? The composer for House of the Dead was Tetsuya Kawauchi. Nice. Uh, so here is the theme of the Magician from House of the Dead. song it's so intense this music has i feel like no right being this good you're not wrong (laughs) this is for house of the dead yes a cheesy shooter arcade shooter game and this music is awesome yes it's crazy how good this is that beginning that bum 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 like just gets your heart pounding man it it, it's interesting that like this is gonna sound weird. It almost reminds me of like techno-y gospel or something. You have that like organ sound in the back, along with like the techno-y kind of like mm-hmm. you know beat and stuff. And it it sounds like such a weird like it would be a weird combo, but it fits so well. I could probably have just played this song without you knowing what it was and told you it was from like a Dr. Wiley boss fight. I w- I might have bought it. Like it's that good. It is. It is. It is very very good. Now Xander. What what is this uh, uh, song going up against? Well, we're gonna go from the House of the Dead, super strong and intense, and we're gonna we're gonna turn the lights down a little bit. We're gonna we're just gonna play you a little lullaby. Is this Zelda's lullaby? We're gonna go with Zelda's lullaby from the Ocarina of Time, written by Koji Kondo. <laughs>
So this song is of course uh, just a classic. It's uh, a lot of people's favorite and uh, it's a really, really slow, really mellow kind of song. You know, considering that when you hear this song typically, it's when Zelda's a child, it makes me feel kind of uncomfortable talking this sensually. So then let's just let's just stop. Yeah, we probably should. But <laughs> two great songs, very I mean, good songs, it, and I feel like one is a dark right. horse. Yes. Yeah, it, they're both very, very vastly different songs too. So it, it'll this will be one of those competitions where I'm wondering if people are taking the time to listen to the theme, or are they just seeing Zelda and clicking? Yeah, I feel especially in in the order that we listen to. Even if it was the other way around, like to say like if it was like mm-hmm. which song is more interesting to you, and you have like. Someone just sitting, like imagine a stage, right? Yeah. And someone comes out and just starts playing this soft song. Oh, this is peaceful. This is a really nice song. Yeah, yeah. And then, all right, next up, the act is a magician's theme. And then just like, just kicks you out of your chair and is like, listen to this, this is awesome. <laughs> like, it's such a drastic change. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to say uh, which one's going to win. Or which one should win? Yeah, it's. I can probably tell you which one's going to win. <laughs> because at this point, I feel like I know our voter base. And, uh. Well, I feel like a lot of people just see the vote and they see the game or the, the, the title of the game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think if that we if we did a competition with us, what's the worst team? I think Zelda would still end up winning because people we just see Legend that. of Zelda. We really should say, like, bad songs. <laughs> see what happens. And see if, yeah. Maybe that'll be that'll be next season, maybe. That, that would that would be really funny. I, I would be very, very curious to see what would happen because I think a lot of people, when they see voting online, and I don't blame them necessarily. I do the same thing. I see votes and I'm just like, ah, whatever, you know, and I don't yeah. pay much mind. But I... Uh, but uh, like, when what it, song did you envision punching your mother in the face to? And then like, <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Zelda Zolabai. Yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> I have to essentially punch my mother in the face. Uh, so, for all our listeners who've been following us for a while, you probably know the spiel already. But let's lay it on you. If you want to vote on this week's music bracket, make sure to go ahead and follow us on Facebook, where you can vote there. We have a vote on our Twitter page. We also, of course, have our Discord. If you're a member mm-hmm. there, you get a vote. And to top it off, you also get a bonus vote just for being a member of our Patreon page. So if you go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, you can support the show and get an extra vote, as well as getting early access to Retro Relapse videos. And to top it off for $5 a month, you get to get the uh, Game Shark Show, which mm-hmm. is our monthly bonus episode where we dive into different topics, do random things, randomly chat about things, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. But uh, we kind of take a deeper dive into uh, usually one particular topic. Yeah. And here's the thing is it's not just like for that month. Like I spent five dollars in August. I get this month's Patreon, which is awesome, by the way. Um, it's a very fun. Month. <laughs> but. You, you get the backlog. You get all of the episodes that we've recorded. You yeah. get all the episodes that Noobs and Dragons has recorded. You get all the episodes that GameZilla's recorded. You get all the episodes that Last Action Podcast. There's so much content for just $5 a month that it's actually kind of insane. It really is a ridiculous amount of content for just $5 a month. And you have that backlog that, and I mean, let's face it, more often than not, I would say probably like 99% of our content on there is still relevant. It's not like anything is like lost its relevancy, mm-hmm. you know? Like when you you want to hear, you know, uh, you, uh, Xander, myself, and like the glitch talking about our favorite like Konami games. Well, I mean, it's not like that list changed much in the last few months. Right. You know, you can go back and listen to it, and it's great. You know, so uh, so make sure to consider that if you're uh, thinking about supporting, uh, you know, ga- uh, not only the Gamezilla Media for all the shows, but even just Legend of Retro. It means a lot. Now, I. Uh, Xander, uh, we're we're kind of wrapping things up here. Any final thoughts you have on uh, our uh, game today? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind is you can't give it up. Triumph or die. We'll see you next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.